happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the show, fellow ridiculous historians. We are rounding out. Uh, Noel, I guess we we took... uh, somewhat of a vacation not really though yeah you know a micro hiatus is what we said Um, but i think even still we just did the math you know we don't roll out these classic episodes very often and when we do it's usually for a good reason um so that we can you know do human things i think we only hit you this is the third i think that maybe we've hit you with um and this one's a doozy this is from back in the early days uh i think a pet interest of of all three of us uh honey and hallucinogens. This is sort of combines yeah. all of those things into one uh, sweet treat of an episode. Yeah, and if you were to ask me, uh, well, in 2017, Ben, what are the best pizza ingredients? I would not have known that hot honey is one, but now uh, I'm convinced. And uh, honey, Ooh, what about hallucinogenic hot honey? There we go. It's more than a sweet ingredient. Indeed. It could be a weapon of war. <laughs> Let's get right to it. Ridiculous History is a production of iHeartRadio. Well, folks, friends and neighbors, fellow would-be apiarists, you have heard the buzz and the rumors are true. This is Ridiculous History. My name is Ben. My name is Noel, not the bees, not the bees. They're in my eyes. Brown. What is that? What is that? What is it? Oh, no, not the bees. Not the bees. Ah! Out of my eyes. My eyes. Ah! And we are, of course, joined with our super producer, uh, Casey Pegram. Casey, uh, thank you. He just uh, lifted a, a, a lovely-looking uh, sparkling water in our direction, and I'm a fan of toast. And I've got a weird anecdote to start this off. Toast? Yeah, yeah. Toast, uh, both the uh, prepared bread item and the act. Oh, I thought you were thinking like, like, like toast with honey. I get it. Toasts like a like a like a cheers kind of mm-hmm. motion. I got you. I'm glad that you mentioned honey. <laughs> Funny story. 
There was a middle-aged couple once upon a time who decided to improve their sex life. In 2008, they decided to do this, and they spent a week eating raw honey gathered from an area near Turkey's Black Sea, and it did not have the results that they had hoped for. Not only raw honey, in fact, in the abstract for this study um, entitled Mad Honey, Sexual Activity and Acute Inferior Myocardial Infarctions in a Married Couple, you see the key word there is mad honey. Uh, That's because this particular honey is produced from the nectar of the rhododendron flower or rhododendron ponticum, uh, which is native to areas of Japan, Nepal, parts of North America, Europe, and Brazil, and as you mentioned, Ben, the eastern Black Sea region of Turkey. And this honey has some pretty interesting qualities. Right, yeah. To go back to the story there, uh, the couple from the Black Sea did not have the improved sex life that they felt they would. Instead, they ended up in the hospital with symptoms mimicking heart attacks due to It's relatively obscure uh, destroyer. Noel has introduced mad honey, specifically mad honey poisoning. This syrup, this substance, is naturally toxic, and it does have a different taste. It reportedly tastes more bitter than normal honey, and the toxicity uh, varies depending upon when you gather it. It's higher when you gather fresh honey in the springtime because that's when those rhododendrons are among the first plants to bloom, so bees are more likely to interact with those. Some of those interesting characteristics I mentioned, though, one of them is that it apparently is used to treat erectile dysfunction. And it's uh, that particular reason is one of the big ones that causes, you know, folks in the age range of these patients um, to buy the stuff. And it's pretty easy to buy online. But let's, let's rewind the story way back to when we first started hearing reports of the effects of this type of honey. Right. This is something that's easily purchased today, but it does have a a razor's edge. It can go from intoxicating to lethal with just a small variance of dose, and people have been aware of it for a long, long time. The ancient Greek commander Xenophon, who led his army of 10,000 soldiers from Persia back to Greece in 401 BC, prided himself on being the best, the utter last word when it came to finding healthy and safe campsites in enemy territory. This is according to a research scholar in classics and history of science at Stanford named Adrian Mayer. Uh, she's also, luckily for our purposes, the author of a book called The Poison King and a survey of ancient warfare called Greek Fire, Poison Arrows and Scorpion Bombs. And according to Professor Mayer, Xenophon noticed nothing unusual about the the campsite that he had chosen in a place called Pontus on the Black Sea coast in northeast Turkey, but he did note an extraordinary number of swarming bees. And he said that his men soon discovered the hives and went nuts and bananas. They gorged on that sweet, sweet wild honey. And then Xenophon, who was noted for his uh, his meticulous record keeping, I'm not sure if that's true, but he definitely kept them recorded his observations of the way his troops behaved. And the author, Adrian Mayer, um, describes them as such. He was appalled when his soldiers suddenly began to behave like crazed madmen, and they collapsed 
en masse, I'm assuming in some sort of Greek heap. His entire army was paralyzed and incapacitated for days, totally vulnerable to enemy attack. So in other words, they were wasted and utter sitting ducks. And with the benefit of modern science, we can crack a little bit of the case here. The honey they were consuming is dark reddish, mad honey in appearance. In Turkey, it's called deli bal, and we can trace the active ingredient that's harming people. It's called grayanotoxin. Grayanotoxins can be found in honey produced from the nectar plants like this specific sort of rhododendron because they contain alkaloids that are poisonous to humans. But as we're jumping back in time, uh, Noel, you said you had another example from a little bit later in the timeline. I do. In 67 BCE, um, Rome invaded the Black Sea region uh, under the command of General Pompey. No relation to the town. No, no. Um, But the, uh, the opposition forces, which were headed up by the reigning King Mithridates, Um, They knew about the area and the indigenous wildlife and flora and fauna, and so they kind of pulled a little bit of a trick on the Romans by lining their paths with these very enticing pieces of this mad honeycomb. And a similar scenario took place as to the Greek situation. They started vomiting and became intoxicated uh, and just hallucinating wildly. And they became easy prey, easy for the pickings. Yes, they also were experiencing the dizziness, hypotension, the heart problems, the weird simulation, the feeling of, you know— Incoming death. It's a very painful, strange feeling. And this isn't the only time that somebody weaponized mad honey. Uh, It's also been used in mead as a way of stalling approaching forces. We have an excellent article called Ancient Armies Waged War with Hallucinogenic Honey by our uh, recurring contributor, Lori L. Dove. And in this, you can find more information about these various instances. And it turned out this stuff worked really well. If you used this honey, uh, this deli ball to make mead or aka honey wine, then you can still have similar effects. In AD 946, this happened. It had a little extra kick to it, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not like a Heinz 57 versus ketchup kick, uh, a more dangerous one. I'm more of a Worcestershire sauce man myself. And the story of Worcestershire, by the way, itself is just really weird. Oh, can we do that one? Yeah, let's do that one. In a, do you want to do it in a later episode? I think we do it in a later episode in the new year. Okay, sounds good. So there was someone named Olga of Kiev, and Olga of Kiev had Russian foes, and Olga went through some proxies and had some allies offer these Russians several tons of mead, and 5,000 Russians ingested this mead, and they collapsed, reeling and delirious, and they were summarily massacred. Then in 1489, in the same area, a Russian army absolutely slaughtered 10,000 Tatars, who had drunk too many casks of this kind of mead that the Russians had left behind. Once again, in that kind of sneaky uh, honey trap. Do you call that kind of a honey trap? That's a term, but that's actually what it was. Oh, and by the way, Tatars, uh, just I didn't know this, um, are a Turkish people uh, from living in, around, in and around Eurasia in Eastern Europe and Northern Asia. 
happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And so, folks, we can begin to see the shape of the moral for today's episode if this moral would exist. Is it honeycomb-shaped? It is a honeycomb, hive-shaped moral, and it is the following. If someone you don't trust offers you something to eat or drink, or if you are walking on the way to a clear battle, just don't eat stuff you see on the side of the road. It's very true. And we also have good news for anybody who loves rhododendrons and says, wait, am I endangering my friends, family, and my foes by having these plants? The answer is no. Only one or two, maybe three of uh, rhododendrons carry this stuff. So generally, you should be safe. And it's not all bad. In Turkish culture, delibal is seen as a kind of medicine, and it's used in very small amounts to treat various medical conditions. Yeah, it's true. The, the couple that we talked about at the top of the show were trying to use this stuff for a, a medicinal reason. They weren't just trying to get messed up. We mentioned the idea of it being used to treat erectile dysfunction. But, Ben, have you heard of the Gurong people of Nepal? Briefly, but I'd love to hear more. Yeah, so they, to this day, carry on the tradition of, they call it hunting for this honey. And we'll talk about what that process is like in a minute. It's pretty insane. Um, but they use it to treat, like, joint pains, things like arthritis or mild stomach aches, or I believe I read somewhere even, um, you know, hypertension which is interesting considering that uh, in the medical study that we talked about, part of the side effects of taking too much of the stuff is that it can increase um, your heart rate significantly and cause your blood pressure to drop uh, dangerously. Like the old saw about alcohol, Mad Honey may be <laughs> rumored to cure some of the problems it causes. Indeed. But these Gurong people are a fascinating bunch. Um, they live uh, in, in villages and they are entirely self-sufficient. They shear wool from, from goats that they have. They grind their own flour. They make their own clothes and, and what they have left over they sell at local markets. Um, but every year – 
they carry on this tradition of going on an expedition out to these incredible cliffs where they get this honey because the areas where these particular bees, which mm-hmm. are actually, I don't know if we mentioned, the largest bees in the world. Yeah, the Himalayan rock bee is a gigantic honeybee. And they make their nests and their hives on these steep, steep cliffs. So in order to access this, these folks make these uh, rope ladders out of uh, kind of twisted bamboo. And then they, um, it looks like a giant rope, and then they insert these pieces of wood in between to create rungs. And then they like will, you know, rope it down to like a, a root or some kind of tree. And then they rappel down the side of these cliffs and they use these giant sticks to kind of poke at the uh, the combs and knock them into a basket that's also being lowered down independently. And in order to kind of protect themselves. You might see this, Ben, with traditional beekeeping, where to get the bees to kind of leave so you can get this, the goods, they, they smoke them out of their holes, basically, with burning leaves um, and stuff. But still, even still, these folks get stung constantly. And it's a real almost rite of passage to do this. And there have been cases where people have fallen to their death, Um, There's a great quote in this article from Vice, Hunting for Hallucinogenic Honey in Nepal by David Kapara, who actually went on this expedition, and he's speaking firsthand. And he spoke to one of the men that he went on the expedition with, and this is what this man Tulsi Gurung said, and all of these folks have the surname of Gurung, everyone that lives in the village, I think is interesting. Um, Quote, at first I'm very scared going down the ladder, but when I see the hives, I get filled with power and become fearless. And this rite of passage, this arduous collection process results in what the locals call pagal maha or mad honey. You can find accounts of people who have tried this uh, both medicinally and recreationally, like backpackers in Nepal, for example. We did say it was – it is available. You can buy it, likely from the comfort of your own computer – But we were a little bit misleading because although you can obtain it easily, you cannot really obtain it cheaply. In some places, this stuff allegedly sells for $166 a pound. Exactly, Ben. And uh, I actually found um, an article talking about kind of procuring some of this Turkish variety of Delibal at a shop. And uh, this piece was written by Emma Bryce for Modern Farmer called The Strange History of Mad Honey. And Bryce actually makes her way to a shop that specializes in honey. And the shopkeeper had a jar, um, and she describes it as kind of a frothy honey. Uh, It's very bright orange, almost looks like clarified butter. Um, But the shopkeeper called it Rose of the Forest Honey, or Orman Kumar Bali. And Emma got a sense that they weren't really trying to promote this stuff because they didn't want tourists completely losing their minds by eating too much. Um, In every account that I've read of someone tasting this or trying it, it's usually been a couple of teaspoons, and it's described as having almost a cooling effect on the throat, um, a little bit of a burn, but then it kind of was replaced by kind of almost a – icy hot kind of effect that kind of then, you know, goes down your spine and almost um, comparable to a cannabis high, I guess. Hmm. 
Yeah, I, I think, again, it really depends on the amount of the dose because you can read accounts from people who clearly took way too much of this stuff and talk about laying awake at night in pain, uh, terrified by the sound of their own heartbeat. Uh, a lot of hallucinogenic experts will tell you that if you're going for something recreational, not that we would ever legally recommend considering that on our show, but if you are uh, attempting to use some hallucinogens for recreational purposes, biologist Sean McCann says the compounds involved in mad honey are not super fun and not something I would recommend. There are far better and safer hallucinogenic compounds that you can use. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes. You heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Speaking of legally acquiring this stuff, I just wanted to point out this may have maybe stating the obvious, but it is legal in Turkey. So you yeah. can buy it, you know, completely free and clear. But again, there is a sense, probably like the way Amsterdam has done business for a long time, where even though, you know, um, cannabis and, edi- you know, edible versions of that are legal there, they kind of tuck it away a little bit. They don't necessarily want to promote it right up front. And there is that sense that dummy American tourists are going to swoop in and, like, take way too much and be a liability. And there are some other fascinating things here. Uh, first, Adrian Mayer says that mad honey could still be used as a ruse in war today for just the same reason that we pointed out. People could do a much better job in general of accepting things from strangers. You got to have some critical thinking. We also, you know, I had I had heard about biological or chemical warfare throughout history before, but I wasn't familiar with food, and I wanted to see if there were any other examples. And I found some stuff that's at best vaguely related. There was a war between Brazil and Uruguay in the 1860s, And during one maritime battle, a Uruguayan ship ran out of cannonballs, and the captain ordered his men to fire stale balls of cheese instead. Yikes. That's that's thinking on your feet right there, though. And how stale was this cheese, man? Because one of the cheeses shattered the main mast of the enemy ship, and people died by cheese shrapnel, which I know every human death is tragic, but... 
that's kind of that's kind of amusing. That's it's 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 kind of ridiculous. Um, you know, I could picture uh, cheese. Have you ever had a real hard cheese, Ben? Mm-hmm. I could picture if it was cut thin enough and that flew at a fast enough you know speed and the trajectory was just right. I could picture getting garroted by one of those things. Right, because uh, I think that's a very interesting point, Noel. Because you know we've been around a, a cheese wheel or two. We we've seen some. <laughs> Dangerous cheese. I never thought it could be lethal. Dangerous cheese. And one time, apparently, in the Pacific Ocean during World War II, a Japanese submarine was sunk using potatoes. Just going to let that one hang in the air. Were these like regular potatoes? Were these like, you know, super mutant potatoes? Were there just a whole bunch of potatoes tied together to make a giant uh, battering ram? (laughs) I don't know. I I just, just, my imagination is going wild. These are all great ideas. These are all great ideas, Noel. Uh, The USS O'Bannon came across a surfaced Japanese submarine. And they they had surfaced because they had a, a malfunctioning periscope. And they blasted enough holes in the submarine to prevent it from safely submerging again, but not, a, not enough damage to sink it. And so they pulled directly along the sub, and <laughs> the submariners, you know, are, of course, PO'd and angry. Uh, and before they could start firing, the crew of the USS O'Bannon began throwing potatoes at them because, for some reason, there were no guns on the USS O'Bannon. And the Japanese forces thought the potatoes were grenades. You know, with a name like O'Bannon, you think they would be more concerned with conserving their potatoes. <laughs> oh, 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 you know Too what? Too soon? No, I think we have to wonder what the, uh, what the namesake of the USS O'Bannon would have thought about it. But surprisingly enough to, to us, it turns out that it is not, well, it's uncommon, but it's not unreasonable for food to be used as a weapon of war. Typically, when I thought of this sort of stuff, I thought food as a weapon of war would have been a, a matter of resource restriction, right? Like you starve a city, you're sieging. Right. I didn't know that you could shoot cheese at people. And, you know, that's on me. I got I to gotta think outside the box. Yeah, I think some time outside the box would do us both a world of good. Um, and thankfully, we have all these fun topics to help us do that. Agreed. And I want to ask you, Noel, does this— does this curious case of mad honey, which persists today, uh, does this inspire any questions for you? Would you ever try it uh, if you found yourself near the Black Sea or Nepal? Yeah, I think so. I mean, again, it's not illegal. Um, if if I, I know enough about it that I certainly wouldn't, you know, spread it on toast and just go to town. But I'd, I'd try a little taste because it sounds like in small doses, it almost has just a slight euphoric, like mm-hmm. maybe almost like um, having a beer or something kind of vibe. Uh, but when you start kind of piling it on, it turns much darker. Yeah. You know, I think that's a that's a reasonable way to look at it. Let's see if we get a yay or nay from super producer Casey Pegram. Casey, what do you think? All right. We well, have a yay. Casey's all for it. Noel's all for it. I think it's reasonable. I am impulsive. I probably would try it. But what about you, friends and neighbors? Would you take a dose of the infamous mad honey, the substance that toppled armies? Would you be up to the task? Why or why not? Ooh, ooh, ooh. Or have you already tried it? 
Yeah, write into us, any intrepid travelers out there that have scaled the rocky cliffs of Nepal in search of this um, intoxicating nectar. We are ridiculous at HowStuffWorks.com. You can also find us on social media in various forms, including Facebook and Instagram. Well, not, not those are the only ones. Yep, those are the main ones. We do not have a LinkedIn, uh, nor do we have a Farmers Only. We don't use the P word anymore either. No, that's true. It is in a it's a, a large sign directly by this humongous timer we still have in the office from a previous episode. Unfortunately, today time is not on our side, but we hope that you will join us next time for another episode of Ridiculous History. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Happy Pride from Tomboy X, celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women, creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection, obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes three extra small through six X. Visit TomboyX.com. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene was good! But be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.